All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where the freaking fracking fuck you're from. Welcome back to the Mass Sports Cast, taking you on your very shitty drive down Interstate 95er. And hey, we put out the fire from last week that was in our dumpsters. But when we went to go see what was wrong, we saw a Ben Roethlisberger and a Plunger Man in there. So we decided to uh, take them on in and see what the hell they can do. There's some backup to health. Send them on their way. Maybe you should post a, post a bit with them. So, everybody, <laughs> please, welcome back to the show for the first time in just under a year. Urinating tree and five points vids. How are you guys doing in this morning? Doing all right, man. I mean, another day in paradise. Can't really complain. How are you guys doing? We're doing, we're doing fine. Doing, I'm doing great. It's it's a great day to be above ground. So great day to be not dead. Yes, let's get it. Always not the Jets. A lot of days are good day is to be not dead. And Absolutely but, uh, is. Yeah, good to have you guys. Is back on. And uh, do we just want to jump right into football? May as well. So, sure, it's it's y'all show. We'll talk about whatever you want, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we're uh. I guess we begin. You're the guest. You have a say in this too, damn it. Yeah, but uh, I guess we uh, I guess we begin at the end for the second time because is we have, we have Rob Gronkowski, one of the best tight ends to ever do it, retiring for the second time. Retiring for the second time. We don't know if this is gonna st- be again. I swear no God, he's one retirement away from Michael Jordan status. <laughs> What is it? I think uh, I think Wilt Chamberlain in pretty much got anywhere that he anything that he wanted by constantly threatening to retire. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if this sticks, I mean, he's he's I a lot. I doubt it, but this is growing. I mean, we'll see. Just wait till Tom Brady comes to call in week sixteen. Like, hey, Rob, you want to play? And then it's like one of those um, State Farm commercials where he just comes out, just ready with pads and. He just scores three touchdowns a will. Like I just I don't get like it's not like he's doing this for some type of leverage. He does he has oh. no reason to want a higher salary. He's already won yeah. how many Super Bowls? Three. He's won I think three or four. Three. Or I thought four because he was there for yeah. yes he was yeah. yard line twenty eight to three and mm-hmm. the shit bowl. Well, you have to remember too with Gronkowski, his body's taken a beating, especially over the past three years. That's why yeah. he retired the first time. Because oh, yeah. when he played in 2019, it just looked like his body was just destroyed. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was a combination of that, and also, uh, and also, he did uh, he did officially say that it almost being traded to the uh, to the Lions. Lions. Yeah, was what made no it Patricia to wanted to make Patriots Detroit. Yeah, yeah, especially for a seventh round pick, which was reported from that. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather see enough. I'd rather see my career end than that. Yeah, d- d- that sounds just kind of like him being taken for granted, you know. And he was just like, "I'm, I'm out of here." And I, the only reason for him to play now is to win another Super Bowl. So it might be a ploy, though, for him to just skip training camp so that he can avoid having to go to training camp and just can get. He might even just drop in on in the playoffs somehow Brady Bunch retirement part two Gronk yeah so who knows who knows but Brady for sure that was a disaster and you know it yep yeah Brady for sure is in his 
either last or close to last year. I mean, he doesn't have infinite amount of years. And especially if he doesn't go out on top, he should have retired after he won that seventh Super Bowl. But, you know, can't blame him for wanting to continue his career. No, especially when he retired, like the whole world is like, oh, my God, he actually retired. Like The man actually did it 40 days later. No, I'm bad, bitches. Pretty much. And to yeah. much like Tree's dismay. Much to the much to the much to the Jets' dismay. Hey, I remember they uh what is it? I think their Twitter said like you've got no freaking way. And then and they're like and then they quote tweeted that tweet they made saying, never mind. Huh. Or something mm-hmm. like that. I forget. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty yeah, but at least give the Jets credit. They made one man quit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if it was, even if it was on a paper napkin. Yes. But, uh, well, I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about the other one. Oh. Uh, but that works too. But we gotta move on to again. Like the Ravens have had a shit. Ravens have had a shit week. Really, really bad week. That mm-hmm. is- First, they lost the ghost Tony Saragusa, fifty-five. Yeah. I feel that's still pretty young, though. Shit. Oh, yeah. If you look at his interview, like, I think it was with um, Howard Stern, his dad died of a heart attack at 48. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Just uh, New Jersey police released the details. He was pronounced dead on the scene. It was 1145 in the morning. He must have died in his sleep. Maybe. So we'll probably won't find out until the autopsy, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's like, was it Scooter or Tom had said it yesterday that, He's probably remembered for his uh, commentary career because, oh, my God, he was amazing on the mic. Yeah. Yeah, his first couple seasons were really awkward and just crazy, but, like, that made it even better. It was like one of us was a sideline reporter, and he would just pal around, and you could tell that he just didn't have any type of game plan or or any type of prep to it at all. He was just he was just going, man. And yeah. I can respect that for sure. It's gotta, it's gotta work with what you got, but uh, and I found it. But the one that, like, no offense, like, probably shocks you a little more was Joe and Ferguson at twenty six. That's yeah. one. That's the one I want to know what the fuck happened. There, there are a lot of people speculating an overdose of some um, kind, and and I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't want. Uh, I don't no, want. It's better to wait to. It's better to wait to the official causes release. Than your yeah. speculation. Yeah, there's I, I haven't heard anything. They, it's just anytime it's unknown, there you're like, okay, well, so obviously something is not right here. It wasn't, you know, he it wasn't natural causes, or or it could have I don't know. Like the speculation ends up getting you in trouble. So I'm not gonna it, it just seems on weird. Anytime a 26-year-old, 27-year-old passes away suddenly uh without warning, it's it's usually not because of something natural. Apparently, right. there were mm-hmm. initially no signs of foul play or trauma, according to uh, the Baltimore police. That can mean a lot of things, though, right? You know, yeah. foul play or trauma, a drug overdose, or, or I mean, it could be something just equally awful, like a brain aneurysm or something like that. You know, like it's, yeah. it's just, again, uh, I'm, and I'm doing it while I say not to do it, like, it, it could have been anything. We'll just wait. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. not like they're going to, 
you know, 50 years from now, be like, oh, I wonder what he died from. You know, they'll yeah. figure it out. We'll right. trust That's why we have it. autopsies. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, look at well. Dwayne Haskins autopsy because they apparently had a blood alcohol level that was near double the limit. Like he had ketamine in his system, I believe. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, I didn't hear the ketamine part. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It came out like a couple weeks ago. So unfortunately, so like, weird. I mean, when like... you run across the street or across the highway, when you run out of gas at six in the morning, unfortunately, you're not coming back from anything good at six in the morning. I don't, yeah, I don't know why he just didn't stay. Well, he could have just, I mean, he could have just called AAA, but I guess he didn't have a AAA membership. That's the only thing I can think of. Because once again, like if you're out of gas, like they'll come and fill up with like a gallon so you can get to wherever you need to go. Yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah, I was just going to think that same thing. Like even if your phone is dead, just put on the, just put on the, just try and get on the. I think the NFLPA even has things where it's like you can call them like, hey, I'm out of gas. Can someone just give me like a gallon or a lift? Like, I mean, that we learned that with the Henry Rugg situation. Like, they, you get, they'll pick you up anywhere, no questions asked. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's, it's weird. The whole it's thing. Very weird. Yeah. Well, like last season, it was suspensions and bullshit. This year, no, no, last year, it was players getting arrested for stupid shit. This year, it's untimely deaths. Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened between then and now? Like, I don't, I don't fucking understand it. It, because for me, it's a little mind-boggling considering we, we lost Wayne Haskins at such a young age. We lost uh, Jeff Gladney at such a young age. Now we're losing now we're fucking Ferguson. Joe Ferguson at mm-hmm. such a young age. What the fuck is happening? Unfortunately, uh, it tends to happen in, like, waves sometimes. I mean, unfortunately, people do die young, and it sucks. But yeah. at the same time, there's not there's no real correlation you can make with it. Like, right. But I mean, uh, look at look at like the 27 club for music. Like there are a bunch of like like great young artists who died at 27. So mm-hmm. but uh we also have uh, someone who died uh, who died yesterday uh, who lived a uh, who lived a very long and very full uh, life. Hall of Fame running uh, running back Hugh McElhaney. And uh I guess looking at his stats, it, it definitely looks like he was uh, he was like one of the predecessors of like the like the dual threat uh, running back. I mean, he had like, he had over, I mean, this was back in like the the 50s and, and 60s, like 5,000 mm-hmm. in rushing yards and 38 rushing touchdowns to accompany 3,200 receiving yards and 20 receiving touchdowns. Like it definitely felt, it definitely looks like he was, he was like the predecessor to like the McCaffrey's and the, and the Camaras that we see today. But yeah, died yesterday morning at 93. Oh and, wow! And mm, with the that was pro- I I hate to say, but that was probably natural. That's yeah. That uh, yeah. When right. you get ninety three, that old is ninety four. It can't happen at ninety three. Yeah, if I, I don't think he was before uh, my family. So that yeah, shit. He was doing drugs. I'm just putting that out yeah. there. I, I don't think they're gonna find uh, ketamine or fentanyl in the system. Just a, no, just no, pretty low chance of that. They're totally gonna find PCP. Maybe he went out hard, <laughs> you know. Maybe he just is like, all right, I'm 93. I guess. I mean, he did. It did technically yeah, little, die in Nevada, little. so maybe he got a couple escorts with him in Vegas. I don't know. Yeah, probably, mm-hmm. hey, that's that's probably a better maybe way to go out. It, yeah, he's rocked up to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, uh, what is it? As well former- as um, former Washington defensive back, uh, Brick Owens, he was dead at 79. And I guess he's had an all right career 36 interceptions, 
go for 686 yards on a return in 158 games. That's a that's a pretty decent uh, that's a uh, pretty that's decent, a decent career. Uh, like yeah, I think uh, uh, dead at 79 is also uh, kind of like think, uh, okay, there uh, there was probably either some uh, some health problems or uh, or just yeah, well, that not- one with that yeah. one you had to assume health problems at 79. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, also, we got to get opinions. The Patriots bringing back the red jerseys with Pat Patriot on the helmet. Brady was not happy about uh, about missing out on this. <laughs> hey, but, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe here's an idea. Maybe you shouldn't have left. Well, you have to remember in 2019, the Patriots were kind of dead. We were thinking Brady was done. So, yeah. But guess what? The boogeyman's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna go to a team that has that has probably more offensive firepower than uh, than any other team ever uh, ever assembled. Yeah, but even then, I thought the Bucks were a long shot to get him when the whole Brady free agency thing was happening. I I thought I thought I mean we all thought uh, that I had them winning like eight or nine games. Yeah, fair. But did you expect what the hell happened? Not no. really, no. They were boomer bust, so I mean they boomed. So what's ironic about it was the first year Brady's with the Patriots, they go eleven and five and win the Super Bowl. The first year Brady's with the Buccaneers, they go eleven and five and win the fucking Super Bowl. And Brady's last Super Bowl with the Patriots, they won eleven and five. Apparently, there's something magical with Brady in eleven and five. Maybe who knows? Uh. Uh, Steelers signed Larry Ogunjobi to a one-year er, deal. I always thought he was a decent defensive tackle. I mean, it's not yeah. like it's not like he's going to be like an insane. He's a good. He's a solid starter. The thing with Ogunjobi too, he was supposed to be signed by the Bears, but his physical came back poor, so they had to avoid the deal. I think it was like a four-year deal they wanted to sign him to. Oh wow! Christ. Uh, what is it? It also tree. I guess we want to. I guess we might want to get uh, your opinion on. And Chase Claypool stating that he is a top three. Oh boy! Okay, we like last uh, night. We like, like dude. If you bunch. count Mark Andrews as a wide receiver catching threat, he's not even top three in the AFC North. Like nothing wrong with confidence, but that's just way out of line. I mean, I, yeah, Claypool's kind of showing some very cancerous traits. Oh, and God. I mean, but Good it's for- just like, uh, dude, uh, no. Prove it on the field. Hit the uh, Sam and Pittsburgh's kind yeah, of. Yeah, let's put it this way. Nobody's doing like first down things with 35 seconds left when you just converted a fourth down. And then you burn, what, 12 seconds on the clock and, and then pretty you much ruin your team's your chance guard. Dak Prescott. For, being, uh, for saying, like, hey, we have to, have to spike the ball. But uh, yeah, Tanner and I, yesterday, while we, last night, while we were just quickly going over the, you know, the agenda, we were. Uh, we we went down on like a list of like thirty different receivers that uh, that we thought were uh, better, uh, mm-hmm. uh, or like maybe even forty or fifty. No, I don't think it was. He's that. not even the best receiver on his team. That's Deontay Johnson. Yeah, right now he could be, could be, but it's not now. Uh, but it's like look at you. Look at the past three wide receiver ones that the Steelers have had besides Johnson. Brown was completely. Diva mode, or wait, I should probably call him Mr. Yeah. Big Chest. That's what he wants to be called. <laughs> For fuck's sake. 
I mean, he became a cancer and fucked off. Then it was fucking Schuster Schuster. Started doing TikToks on the midfield logo was a good idea until he got trucked in the game against the Bengals. He wound up fucking off. Now it's Chase Claypool. Nameless gray faces, and I'm a top three receiver in the NFL. No, I think the I think I think uh, what is it? Nameless gray faces. I think was Tomlin saying that, but uh, no, yeah. well, I think it was it, it was a uh, Juju Juju said Juju. That. I know Juju, Juju and a little bit of Tomlin. I think uh, Juju definitely said the Browns is the Browns, but uh, uh what is it? Hey, it? He was that's an accurate statement, though. You know, the Browns definitely is the Browns, and uh, we'll get into a little bit of that later uh, on. And, and, but, uh, yeah, but, we also uh, have. Ryan Fitzception go on Amazon Prime video for Thursday Night Football. Nice. What's it called? First we had Sherman. Was it last week we had Richard Sherman going? Now it's Ryan Fitzception. Well, they're trying to build their own crew, especially for Thursday Night Football. So, I mean, anything to spare us from uh, from Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Thursday Mm. night? I mean, Joe Buck is Joe Buck. uh, I mean. He's definitely gotten just a little bit better at football commentary, but he's definitely he's definitely built for baseball commentary. Yeah, yeah. His dad taught him to do baseball. You know, you know? No, it's like it's like fucking Gary Thorne. He was a great hockey announcer, probably one of the Brilliant. best. Brilliant. Yeah. But but then he's like, I'm gonna try baseball out. Has not worked. Well, like he also thing. didn't have a job in hockey for a good bit. So. Yeah, because nobody was broadcasting hockey. So, I mean, Gary yeah. Thorne is like the Doc Emmerich of hockey. Like, he's just oh, yeah. as good. And Doc, you know, retired, of course. But uh, what's I his name? That, but Who's been doing it. the McDonough? McDonough's not as good as Thorne or... Um, no, no, no. Uh, ESPN's broadcasts are significantly inferior to TNT. TNT yeah, has done a much TNT. better job. Also, TNT has also, done an amazing yeah. job. Yeah, Sean yeah, like McDonough. TNT will bring in like old, like uh, regional hockey broadcasters. Uh, John Forsland, I mean, he used to do NBC Sports, but he's mostly Seattle. They brought in um, Kenny Albert. Rick Hahn from no. San Jose. I think they brought in Vegas's like commentator too. Wait, like, I know uh, what's his name? What NBC Sports used to do, like they used to bring in like Gord Miller and uh, Chris Cuthbert from T when they were at TSN, yeah, like Kenny Albert, Forsland, like they had a good crew. Oh, I got some hockey news when we eventually get to that. Like just came in, but um, um, what's up? Now we get into the bullshit. So get your plungers ready and get ready to unclog those damn toilets because this is gonna be a shit show and a half. First with the first with the shine. Uh, apparently, lawsuits number 25 and 26, like we said last week, were never filed. Hmm. So, I guess hmm. at this point, we don't know what the hell to assume with those. But I guess that number actually dwindled for the first time in a, in a while because he settled 20 of them in confidential settlements, which I don't know will ever be released. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh... <clears throat> I mean, honestly, it's it's weird because I I never expected the uh, the sympathetic character on the Browns uh, to end up being Baker Mayfield uh, to end up being Baker Mayfield because like I don't know. Oh. Okay, for I mean, first of all, oh, I'm oh, I'm a I am very much a an anti Ohio State kid, and so anybody so anybody giving Ohio State a fresh dose of uh, of, of go fuck yourself is uh 
uh, is is fine because but uh, uh but also uh, but also like uh, Baker he wasn't it wasn't that he was a bad quarterback it was, it was like he was over he was, and even he played during fucking injury yeah like look at when you have a QB player that's injured yeah chances are you ain't going fucking far. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to play through pain. Trust me. You could have gone through. Uh, you could have. You could have tried to uh, to start Case Game, and maybe that could have gotten in in you better. But I feel like I feel like the the writing was definitely on the wall for the Browns last. Yeah. Uh, last year. Plus, that, like, it was even like, if they got Keenum in, it wasn't going to be. Yeah. It, they weren't going to go too far. Yeah. Plus, mm-hmm. this is a reminder that Deshaun Watson is getting two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed. Yep. That is how bad this has fucking become. Like, look at Deshaun Watson as a player, absolutely phenomenal. Right? He's yep. there's no doubt he has a lot of talent. But he was carrying a, a shitty Texans team that was really nothing. And then now that this Andre, whole, like, it was him and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh uh, yeah, it was him and Hopkins tearing shit up. But uh, but other than that, they really couldn't do anything. When Watson wanted out, we thought, okay, man, he's just frustrated with the team. Turns out, no. I mean, maybe it was a combination of both. I mean, uh, I mean, who would who would want to go to the uh, who would have wanted to go to the Texans during that you know, whole saga? Yeah, well, they were trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you throw money at people, they eventually will. That's but, fair. That's yeah, I mean, that's, that's how the that's how the Jags got Christian Kirk for. Seventy-two freaking million dollars by so, overpaying. Yeah, you, know, you can thank Jacksonville single-handedly helping labor in this whole situation. That's yeah, all yeah. You're just, you're just pretty much helping people out with that. But people that can't help themselves is fucking Dan Snyder being a complete fucking idiot <laughs> again, declining to appear before the uh, U.S. House Committee on Oversight and Reform during an investigation on the teams. And I quote from Tree: "Damn good culture." Rather a quote from Bruce Allen. Well, no, no it's a it. perfect microcosm of the Redskins. Yeah. I know it's not the Redskins anymore, uh, but yeah. at the time it was the Redskins. At, the, at that time, right. Then Roger Bigstell decided he was like, you know what? If he won't testify, I will. And he goes up there, testifies for two hours. And allegedly that he has no power to remove Snyder's commander's owner. Which you I are the commissioner. Which, which, well, I mean, which, it, it's based on the owner. The, the commissioner merely does what the owners want. So right. he doesn't have the actual say, power to do it. Right. They need to put it up to a vote. So he can ask for a vote. But if the other owners say no, I think he needs like a two-thirds majority to kick him out. Yeah. Right. What's, what's it called? It's like, I remember something like that happening, but I don't know if it was a vote or not. Do you remember twenty the great year of 2014 when Adam Silver... Uh, released the findings of the investigation into Donald Sterling, banned his ass for life, fined him two and a half mil, and forced to sell the team with the with the approval of the owners. Yeah, ben, see, but he actually did that. On it. He did that without the approval of the owners. So he he readily admits that he did that without the approval of the owners. But he had so much public support that he wasn't going to be yeah. oh, dude, challenged Donald's- there. Donald so, Sterling should have been kicked out of the league over 20 years earlier. Yeah. He should have been kicked yeah. out in the 80s. Like should, that, that was long he should have never, Everyone he hated should have never Sterling. He was a cheap team. ass. He was one of the worst owners in sports history. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah, yeah, that, that's an understatement. 
to say that Donald Sterling was the equivalent to a fucking businessman running an NBA franchise, understatement. Like, uh, yeah, it was just it's like five knows uh what that what fucking failure of management looks like for the past few years before this year. He knows all about it. Yep. Uh, let's go. Um, but because of him deciding to no show again, uh, Democratic uh, Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney is will be will be uh, subpoenaing Dan Snyder to force him to show up. That one got him. Yeah, has to because at that point he's under litigation too. And then, and then, if he doesn't, then he is under contempt of court, isn't he? No, contempt of Congress. Yeah, I mean, if you get officially subpoenaed, you can't just ignore that shit. Like, you have to show up. Now, they might work around your schedule because you're powerful owner, but he'll show up. I guess it's all going to be posturing, and he'll just be like, "I'm not at liberty to say to answer that," or my attorney. It's not like when Congress does it; it's not a trial. Right. They're just it's it's an investigation. It's a panel. It's not it's not a there's no criminal um, element to it at all. It's just bullshit. Nothing's being yeah. charged. It's just yeah. it's just, oh, you have to go, go on record and answer these questions. Yeah, that could lead to a criminal investigation or um, other things. But it's really it's really not. What is it? It was like is the same thing with with the uh with the Zuckerberg thing and the yeah uh, yeah Oz thing. Nothing like, happened beyond beyond just humiliating him and forcing him to admit shit that he didn't that he doesn't want to and to admit. There's nothing there's nothing really that Congress can do because it's out of their jurisdiction, right? But uh yeah, I, mean, I guess moving away from that moving away from that shit show, we have uh, the uh the U.S. Uh, the final, the regular season finale of the USFL. Oh, and I was able to finally watch a couple games. I'll say though, the USFL actually succeeded, unlike its other counterparts in the AAF and the XFL. I mean, the a full season. Yeah, yeah. It was just a money pit. It was just a well, I know this Pittsburgh technically has a team, but it doesn't even feel like a Pittsburgh team because they're playing every single game in Birmingham. And I get well, why that's they're for the season. It. It's only, for travel. But now that's like all but, but now like, they're I, playing their games in uh in Pittsburgh next season. Yeah. Well, where do you play? Highmark Stadium? That's Highmark? the only place I feel like you're you're there's no way you're filling up Heinz Field. No, oh, fuck no. Oh fuck no. If you have that fan base big enough after what after the season that they had, yeah, no. Yeah, nobody cares about the Maulers here. <laughs> nobody cares about the Maulers and, and I think anybody the that- only time the only time I paid attention to them is how bad they are at football and chicken salad gate. Those are the only two times. <laughs> no, you want to know something I don't funny? I think I heard about chicken salad gate. What the That's hell? Funny. Well, what happened was a dude they put out this video, USFL did, and a guy got cut because he didn't want chicken salad. He wanted pizza. And then apparently he yelled at a, like a, a cafeteria worker or something. There were apparently a few other violations as well, but it just seems like a kangaroo court or unwritten rules or some shit like that. Yeah. That's what it all sounded Game like. Damn like, fat. What's, it called? what's funny. What's funny is there was, it was a, like a running back. Yeah. I think he went to Michigan. Yeah. What's funny is I was on my way to college one morning on my morning commute. And there was this, there's this pizza place I always pass by. I think it's called Jimmy Two's or something. Um. Anyway, 
I go by there, like it's a pizza place. I drive by there and I see Asian chicken salad is back. And I, and when I saw that, I'm immediately reminded of of chicken salad gate. Nice. That was fucking uh, it's fucking hilarious. But I yeah. think five's a New Jersey Generals fan, so we're just gonna go. Actually, I don't know. I don't even know we had a team in New Jersey. <laughs> So I don't yeah. really care. Don't, it's not run by Donald Trump. I do that. not recognize this yeah. New Jersey Generals team. <laughs> yeah. It's this, just, this, uh, this New Jersey Generals. Well, five, you'll be happy to know that the New Jersey Generals are one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. When I was a kid, I watched the Washington Federals and they got smoked every time. Like they got beat. I remember one t- time they played the Calgary Rough Riders or something and they beat them like 1 million to 6 or something. It was like <laughs> it Wait, was is this CFL football or was this US Yeah, it was a Stampede. No, no, stampede, it was yeah, it's a Stampede. Yes. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I think it was like when the CFL tried to expand to the states it didn't work oh, out. Ah, yeah, that's right. It was like the I remember the US I think I tried it for 2 years a, and it was like no. Yeah. Baltimore USFL CFL did have a Canadian team. Yes. That's interesting. But uh but we're gonna get right into the uh generals game. Uh they actually this is kind of a playoff preview for next week as they played Philadelphia in a great game, actually. Cook is winning, going 19 for 33, 244 yards, two tutties, and an interception. And I again, I don't even know first names, so I just go by the last names. There is only one I think there's only really one person in the USFL whose name whose first name I know. Actually, no, there's two. Case Cookus and Jordan Tamu. Uh I was gonna say Paxton Lynch and Jordan Tamu. Ah, fair enough. Paxton Lynch, the hot mess. Yes. <laughs> the first round pick that never Luis was. Luis Perez, man. Luis Perez. No, Perez is good too. Holy hell. The combined effort there going 22 for 28, 250 in three touchdowns. I think all the touchdowns were thrown by Perez. Yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah, think yeah. That, I think that was the case. But basically, 26 23 New Jersey wins. They finish their oh. season 9 and 1. Not bad. Oh, now Fox impressed. <laughs> Not bad. I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't, I don't really, <laughs> I, I only have so much energy for sports and I, it's, it's off season now, you know, I'm like baseball, hockey, and basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, so, basketball oh, yeah. is done for too. And hockey is done for t- hockey is well, done. Well, we're playing tonight. Yeah, I mean, they're playing tonight. Uh, but you know, oh, if done for tonight, hockey about it. Game five oh, on Friday. For tonight. Um, basically, we'll just go over the scores for the games. So, Birmingham beat Tampa Bay twenty-one to eighteen. Uh, Houston beat New Orleans tw- twenty to three, and the. I don't know how you describe this game. It's tank bowl, but the winner gets the first pick. I don't mm-hmm. even know. How to, Smart how, call. Like you can't even call it a tank bowl. It's just a who sucks less. Well, it gives them motivation because the loser doesn't get the first overall pick. The winner does, so it gives yeah. a little stake in the game. Yeah, which, which even though a good chunk thing. of those players might not even be on the team next year, right? Because they're probably getting calls in the NFL. Some of them might. Some of them. Some might. Some. I don't think Paxton Lynch is getting a call to the NFL anytime soon. At least not again. That we know of. But um, moving on. Now, well, actually not moving on. I guess now we can finally get into the ice. 
Yes. But actually, I, I want to start the hockey part with this. The Blackhawks do have a new coach. And it was announced by Frank Saravalli that the new coach is Luke Richardson. Luke Richardson, the old stay-at-home defenseman. Hmm. Quite the rest of it. Yeah, 1,400 NHL games, eight years as an assistant, and four years as an AHL coach. He's got a nice resume mm. under his belt. Yeah, like assistant for the Canadiens. Really? Shit, okay. Yeah, it looks like he was. I'm on Hockey DB right now. Assistant for the Sens, Binghamton Senators for four years, then the Isles for a year, then the Canadiens. Uh, I know he was assistant for the Habs. What is it? Mm. But speaking of that coaching carousel, Jesus Christ, Andrew Burnett, I feel like he – I don't think Burnett should have been let go. If you saw him in the playoffs, he got tactically spanked. It was quite obvious that he didn't have a great control over the team. They got way too cocky. They had issues with tactics, especially on the power play in these postseason. Oh, they yeah. needed a new coach if they were getting anywhere. Well, look, look, I mean, look, 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 it's look, nothing yeah. against Brunette. He was forced into the situation, but I mean, he's he's not ready yet. I feel no. I feel like I feel like they should have just demoted him to they should have demoted him to being an assistant again. He was never going to accept it. Once you're a head coach, you're going to want either a new situation or a permanent position. You're not going to be except like going back to that position. Like let's say for example. If you're like at a role, like as a, maybe like a, a busser, and then you get promoted to server like temporarily, and then they're like, hey, go back to busser. You're going to say, no, fuck you, I quit. That's, <laughs> that's the same situation. They are never going to accept that unless they're tied behind a wall and they need the money. Yeah. yeah no one wants but, that uh, shit. Uh, yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know whether Paul Maurice is being, being the Panthers' new head coach is. Uh, which I mean, is necessary. I mean, he's an okay coach. He's like, okay. He got stale in Winnipeg, and he knew it. I mean, it happens to a lot of coaches. So. Yeah, but at least this one knew when he was getting stale. I mean, my friend, my friend Carter came on a few uh, a few weeks ago to uh, uh, to talk about it, and he uh, uh, he was very very fired up about uh, Mark Shifley getting Crosby syndrome and bitching about nothing. Thing. Yeah, but uh, speaking of speaking about Shifley, I think he wants out. If it was about him or Wheeler, that they want out. I think, I think it's, it's Shifley is the rumor. Uh, I had heard I had heard stuff about uh, Shifley wanting out, and uh, but Winnipeg uh, making plans for moving Wheeler. Huh. Yeah, uh, I heard they, they'd rather move Wheeler because his contract's pretty bad. He's in his mid thirties, right? But I doubt they're going to get much for him because let's take a look at the old cap friendly here. The, uh, in addition, the Oilers have extended Jay Woodcroft. Yeah, okay, Jay Woodcroft. Look at Wheeler actually only has two more years on his deal. I didn't realize that. I thought he was there for more. But he is going to be 36 at the start of the year. Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's go, like. Jay Woodcroft for the Oilers probably was one of the best decisions that team has made in a while. Yeah. I think he did actually decently well. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, like I said, because he had to come in midseason because, you know, the firing of – I forgot the damn guy's name. I hate when I do that. I know it was – um. I know Woodcroft got put into his spot because of the firing midseason. He took over and he led the Oilers into a conference final. But and then they got fucking pimp slapped back to reality when they realized all oh, our team is just McDavid and Drysaddle. Yeah. 
I think that's probably the best way you can put it. But moving on to awards while you figure that out. Some mm. awards. Um, I know you oh, were very awesome. happy five to see Shesterkin win Vesna. I mean, who else was gonna win it? Like, uh, like there was I, no other way. He had like a 0.94 save percentage. Yeah. I no, think- I know. No, he definitely deserved it. He like I've been saying for a while that like, he's had he's had the, the caliber of a Vesna winner, but I was just waiting for him to actually win it. I mean, the only way I mean, the only reason why Markstrom got uh, got uh, the votes that he did was because is he it was because he led the league in shutouts. And, and I mean, he was a he was a great goal. He was a great goalie this year, but uh, but also uh, like having the most amount of shutouts in a uh, in uh, in a season doesn't uh, isn't doesn't make you the lock for vet uh, for Vezina. No. Uh, but uh, what is it? We also forgot to say that Barry Trotz has plans to announce on uh, his future on July first, and, and towards his uh, job with the Flyers will be his last. Yep. Okay, and that's the uh, thing too. Like Tortorella, I think his prime Tortorella was when he was with the Rangers. Yeah, I mean they made it pretty far, but he remember he won a cup. So yeah. um, that what, that where the hell did he win a cup? In Tampa. Yeah, Tampa like, 04. Yeah. I oh, mean, shit. He, he knows his shit. I mean, it's just, I don't know if his style translates to the modern game now. His style is laying down in, in all the shooting lanes, sacrificing your body, and playing tough, gritty, trap-level hockey when today's players just want to get out and run up and down the ice. It's not the same as – so he'll have to adjust. To what remember, he's not going to adjust though. I, I mean, mean it's the yeah, thing I with mean, like a Tortorella is he has a very short shelf life, but he can give you a jolt if they need. So it could work for Philly, but at the same time, it, it, we saw what happened in Vancouver when he tried it and it was a disaster. I yeah. remember basically, basically the, the one scene that describes Tortorella's tenure in Vancouver was him trying to get at the Flames coach in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember what is it? I remember seeing somebody say uh, that like. Like, uh, like now everybody who can needs to score a uh, a of uh, uh, a Michigan goal on uh, on uh, on a flyer's <laughs> goalie whenever they play, and uh, and the camera crew just needs to needs to uh, cut to Tortorella and uh, and just slowly pan in on his his face. Yes, yeah, we remember all comments. Uh, Jim of the year finalists, um, Joe Sackick from the Avs, Chris Drury from the Rangers, and Julian Brisbane from the Lightning. I'm not gonna, uh, so you can have not, five, you can have two people that take home awards. Yeah, also, yeah, people keep, people keep saying that like Iserman is the bet, uh, is like the absolute best uh, GM in the league, but like he brought, like, I mean, he brought the Lightning to back to back with the building over the years, yes, yeah, but see. I think Drury's like overrated. He's he's doing his moves on Jeff Gordon's back. Like Gordon put together the fundamental um, rebuild, and he just reaped all the rewards. Yeah, yeah and then I mean, Drury they, they, just comes they, in and tweaks. It's like it's yeah, like they, all right, I built the car. by Tom Wilson, and right, like that's. And what bothers me too is Drury. Drury went out and got Ryan Reeves, and he got the parts that we needed to increase the toughness and it worked for a long time. And then uh, Gallant 
completely went against that philosophy against the lightning didn't even have Reeves out there for the last two games. It's just, it's, it's weird that Drury gets so much credit too, because Gordon made all the moves. He, he brought in Truba. He brought in Zabenejad for a song. He got Adam Fox in there. That was all Gordon. Notably Artemi Panarin. Right. He got Panarin too, which was an easy one because Panarin wanted to come, but he did fuck up with Shattenkirk. He did kind of mishandle uh, the end of Lundqvist, but still Gordon made built the foundation. This core of players, like, did Chris Drury win the lottery to get Lafreniere and, and Kako, you know, like I, I just now, now we'll see how good Drury is with Kako's contract coming up. I think he, I think there's no way that they don't renew him. Um, the, the core of this team is really good. Well, and you could have a three line team for five, six years. Oh yeah. Isn't Kako an RFA this season? He's coming up on it. So they're going to have to <clears throat> fork out some money. But the great thing is, is Panarin and Mika are signed for a while. Like, you don't really have to Truba, too. Like, all those guys are locked in. And then Shesty is the one that they'll have to pay. But I'm telling you, with the, like with that core of group players, like, you can fill in each year with guys like Vetrano or Cop and, and let the Stroms walk because – those players like Lafreniere, you know, Lafreniere is coming off a 19 goal season. Kako, if he would have stayed healthy, would have scored 20 as well. And then Kreider goes out and scores 53 freaking 50 some odd goals. Like, yeah, he nearly, this team he is nearly good. had the surprise. Uh, right. Um, this, team, this team, the core is good. <clears throat> Their window is open. So you're going to see they're, they're going to have to want to win a cup either next year or the year after that. They have to but, go for it now. They're, yeah, they gone. They've they had a surprise conference final run. There's yeah. no way they don't go back from this now. I mean, Drury was the one that signed in Fox <laughs> that contract that he absolutely deserves. Fox wanted to be a Ranger though. Like it's it's yeah. just like he forced that trade essentially. Now Drury did work Carolina for almost nothing for it, but still, um, I, I think Gordon could have made that trade. I, I get it that Gordon's out and Drury, you know, Gordon was let go for a reason. But all the team, Dolan. Um, yeah. Right. But luckily, Dolan doesn't even know what hockey is. He's like, oh, yeah, those hockey guys. So he he stays out of it. And um, let's, he doesn't let's, know what hockey is, but he definitely knows who Tom Wilson is. He does know who Tom Wilson is. But it's still, it's still a thing where, um, you know, uh, the, Drury is a good GM. Don't get me wrong, but he is, he is kind of following up Gordon. Now slats before Glenn Slather was fucking up the team. Okay. Oh, um, he threw, he made so Glenn, many bad signings yeah, and then got Glenn out of Sather. it. With yeah. He didn't know. It took a while to get him out and Gordon was his protege. And then I guess, you know, Drury is, is a, from a different school. Um, but still Gordon was made himself look great by not being Glenn Sather. Yep. Uh, but I mean, like, set, uh, honestly, I, honestly, I'm, uh, I'd say that even, uh, even with all the moves that Eiserman made, uh, has made in Detroit over the past few years, I'd still say that Sackick is the, uh, is the best GM in hockey, uh, in hockey. Like, like, not many teams can, not many GMs can, um, can still manage to get the best pick in a, in any given draft with, uh, after losing the lottery. Especially after lose, especially after uh, you had quite possibly one of the ten worst seasons in in NHL history. Uh, but like, 
Uh, but like if we were if we were to redraft 2017, Kelma Carr goes first overall. Oh, uh, well, he got yeah. he got Matt Duchesne out of uh, out of hell and oh uh, and got uh, and got a pick that turned into Bowen Byram. I mean, he's and he's absolutely uh, you know one of the uh, one of the better defensemen in on that team. They yeah. uh, they got uh, Rantanen. They got uh, they got. Yeah, yeah Avalanche have good. everything now. Well, I, if they just, yeah, like Sacco, like, if the Avalanche can pull it off tonight, which honestly I think they do, we'll go around and see if we think that in, in a minute. Like I think if the Avalanche can pull it off tonight, they have it. Tampa's like, still going to be seething about the uh, about the OT goal. Well, they need to forget about They got the shit. same thing that last year happened. against the Islanders. Right. They it's done. Like, it's over with. I, I still say that it was canceled out by the uh, by the by that goal 38 seconds into the uh, into the game. I feel like that uh, I I don't I know yeah, his, his helmet was off. That yeah. should have been a dead play. Yeah, right, yeah. I think that, you goal? have to I leave think... the ice. You have to leave the ice if your helmet's off. <clears throat> yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Unless you could put it back on. I mean, right, we but, saw that uh, earlier this year. Remember, Patterson had going? to pull off the ice in Game Seven. Yeah. What's it called? I think it was a rule nine point six on that one. I fixed on a post about that. I'm not sure who it was. Rule 9.6, the goal was good because of the appending uh, shot, appending opportunity on goal. But even then, I still think it was kind of bullshit considering. Yeah, you know, the, the only way that that's too many men on, on the ice is if the puck comes back and hits McKinnon. Like if, <clears throat> or if McKinnon plays the puck. That's the only way that it, it's, right. an, it's too I, many men. Because he had already signaled, you know, he's, he's coming off the ice. You get that. That's a granted um deference now if you have nine players on the ice it doesn't matter like yeah that's an or if or the guys are out too early um but still like the rule is generally if if the guys are coming off if they play or touch the puck then they are participants right more so than and then um, kaji just fucking lets up the 2010 cup final s goal with one hand that was incredible of one hand even then that's remarkable and then fucking Patrick Kane's phone was blowing up because it, that goal was so similar to what Kane did in 2010. But uh, mm-hmm. well, what is it? Uh, we also have the the Calder Trophy being announced uh, with uh with Mort Sider. Fuck, defenseman definitely deserved. Now, didn't Sider? He was drafted a while ago, right? Did he miss his first year because of injury or something? No, like- actually, he was just developing the minors. A lot of people flipped out over the Red Wings drafting Sider because it was seen at the, as a reach at the time. Yeah, I have a Red Wings friend that was not yeah, happy about it. Yeah, drafted in 2019, and uh, I mean, just because some, just because is is you draft someone and that is, uh, I mean, what's all, what's let's be. Mm, fair. The uh, 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 pre-draft rankings are completely arbitrary uh, after uh, after uh, a player uh, after a player uh, gets them up gets the majors. It's like yeah. uh, it doesn't matter where you, uh, where you're drafted. Uh, you can uh, you can do oh pretty much any, anything. Like Jonathan Marchessault, oh oh oh, got one completely undrafted and, and had uh, and is. Is one of the best players Vegas hat is Tory Krug, completely undrafted, one of the best defensemen in Boston had before they before we let him get taken by uh, by freaking St. Louis because as we because we don't want to freaking pay anyone. Uh, uh, oh, the only people that you want to pay are people that are past their prime and old as fuck. 
shut up. <laughs> but, you uh, know I'm right, damn you. No, you're right. But uh, what? Alexander Degloff, uh, first overall. Oh, oh, complete, uh, complete bust. And who gets taken after him? And Chris Pronger and Paul. And Korea. it's funny because I remember him, Dake, saying at the draft, no one remembers number two. Guess who number two is? Pronger. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to be in a fucking. Want to be in a real kid to the deck on that one. But uh, uh, what is it? Uh, we also have the Hart and Ted Lindsay. Uh, oh. Matthews. I'm very happy about this one. Yes, yes, we know. Oh, but uh, okay. Uh, I didn't expect. Okay, the Lindsay. Okay, but I wasn't expecting him to get the fucking heart. I mean, I, I mean, in the, uh, I mean, the fact that he didn't play a full a full season and still got uh, and still got uh, sixty goals was sort of just that was sort of the that was the writing on the wall for, uh, for the uh. For the heart going to, to Matthews. Yeah, but uh, moving uh, on. No- um, the Canadian government, in light of the sexual assault allegations coming from coming against Hockey Canada, their 2018 World Junior Squad, uh, they have suspended funding for Hockey Canada until they sign with a new firm. All right, I guess that's fair. Hmm. Yeah, I mean. Because like I don't know if you guys have heard about the situation, but basically what it stems from was the a few members of the 2018 World Junior Championship team were accused of sexually assaulting a woman in a hotel room during a I think it was a fundraising gala. What is this? Yeah, this is a um, this is a thing that happened. I think it came out a few weeks ago. That a few players of the 2018 men's World Junior Championship team for Canada sexually assaulted a woman in her in a hotel room during a gala, and they just suspended and the government suspended funding for Hockey Canada because of it. I mean, that's it's entirely. I mean, and I feel like that's I feel like that's entirely fair for them to. No, no, that that's that's yeah. really that's very fair. And speaking of Vegas, like because I know you mentioned Vegas earlier, Riley Smith got an extension. It's being reported right now. I don't. It's not ironed out, but the contract extension is in a range of three years and around five million per. I mean, Riley. Uh, I mean, um, Riley Smith being there is just uh, is just uh, evidence of uh, of the of uh, the Panthers being. Freaking stupid back then. Same thing with Marsha, so no one being there. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I think that's a good contract, though, because Rob Smith has been productive for Vegas, but they both have been in productive. Yeah, but it's I was just... like, like, with Smith, at the same time, you got to realize, like, there's got to be something more that he gets out of this because it's a little bit of a race from his last contract. You're going to want to have to have him get an uptick in his production because otherwise, he's going to see it as an overpay. Yeah, he's thirty-one years old. He's thirty-one years old. This is probably just gonna be. Uh, this is probably just gonna be like a, like a, like either his second to last or his last contract. Uh, but uh, what I'm happy about is uh, uh, Patrice Bergeron, my favorite, my favorite NHL player of all time, wearing his freaking jersey right now. Uh, uh, he is, uh, he is reported to be, uh, to be in. 
in heavy talks of, of a one-year uh, of a one-year contract come back with, uh, with Boston and just um, all of it was negotiations was more so kind of a green it, but I want to check if there's an update on that which I don't think there is I don't think there is there are rumors no, that the Penguins not. are still in talks with Latang too but it's still up in the air you still yeah. got to get the money in the fact they might It'd be weird to see Bergeron in a different uniform. Like, say, Bergeron signs with the Pens to replace Evgeny Malkin. It'd be I, – I like it, but it'd feel a bit weird. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't think I don't think Bergeron goes anywhere, though. And I doubt it. I, I doubt it. Unless they're throwing him, like, 10 mil a year. Like, Vegas decides, oh, we need yeah. Patrice Bergeron. And that, that's how they do it, but even then. Yeah, it, it really off the Pens. And if, if Bergeron goes anywhere, she's going to have a fucking schism. I am, yeah. I uh, there were people saying that like mm, cute. Uh, there were people saying that they want that he wanted to go to Montreal and just like. I feel. I feel like. I feel like he would rather. Uh, I mean, he's from he's from Eastern Canada, so I mean, it would make sense like kind of playing closer to home. But holy fuck, it would, that would look like the biggest betrayal in Boston history. Yeah. Of huh. uh, but also, I want to talk about the sense. They're getting they're getting a new arena. Mm-hmm. They're getting finally a new got arena. their new arena. Yeah, from finally got seen, it once Melnick died. That's all you have to say. Because once he kicked the bucket, Ottawa's starting to finally turn the table, you know, get their new arena, fire Pierre Maguire, start to finally move forward. Melnick was the guy who held that team back. Right. Yeah. And we knew it. <clears throat> Which sucks. I mean, it, it, it was sort of it was sort of like Eek, eek, eek. it's it's all it's awful that he's he's dead it's awful that he's dead but uh, but like uh, well i mean at the end of the day he didn't really foster much goodwill in his final years that's all I'm yeah that's, no they, get, they gave all. they gave him um, a liver was it it was like yeah, a, yeah. I know he had like a long term disease. I think if you look at his final months, he looked really gone. I I don't know what he died from. Maybe, maybe, yeah, they're actually, probably not. They're not going to say it. I mean, there are a lot of rumors, but I mean that's just speculation. Uh, like I said, illness. So that's all we got to. It's just illness. Now. It could be cancer. It could be cirrhosis. It could be, could be you know just liver issue, heart failure. It could be anything. Yeah, literally anything. Like because the term illness is. Is broad. It's, right. a general, it's a general broad statement, but it gets the point across. As broad as upper body injury and lower body injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of uh, and the, then, the one that she hates the most, uh, the NHL reaching a deal with an NFT. That's uh, a sweet NFT business. I. Uh, uh, this is just. Uh, this is just something that makes me unhappy. Uh, unhappy. I mean, I've uh, I've never I've never really been uh, been in, into into anything in crypto, but uh, and and there's uh, after looking into it, I can see like some appeal to uh, to why uh, someone would want uh, like animated NFTs, uh, but like uh, but like when you're when you're spending. When you're spending an entire mortgage on it, uh, on uh, on the same on a goddamn eight bit photo, the same the same picture of a monkey, uh, then uh, then you've you've lost me. Like, what are what are you doing? Hmm. I don't. Uh, our hands are up in the air on that one. 
My the only injury thing that we have was Braden Point was out for game four, presumably from the lingering injury he suffered against Toronto. You're welcome, Parna. Now get that damn cop. If the uh, if uh, I mean if they uh, if the Abs can't put it home, uh, uh, put it to bed tonight at home with um potentially without Braden Point and of then uh, then I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. Okay, I'll say this before we get to um, predictions for tonight's game. Like you had twenty twenty, the Lightning basically got the bubble cop. Fans didn't fans were against it. Twenty twenty one, it was eighteen mil over the cap. Fans were against it. What negative thing are you gonna have to say if the if Tampa Bay wins the cup again? Uh, there's really nothing. Yeah, like the only thing that you can really say is they did it without Braden Point, and that's a positive thing, if anything. Yeah. Uh, uh and for tonight, uh, uh, everybody, let's just go down our uh, uh what our predictions are for tonight. Uh, yeah, I got a bounce. Yeah, we'll start with the guests. We'll let the guests go first. Yeah. Five, you got to bounce after this? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking that Colorado gets it done, that uh, Tampa is just gassed. Uh, it's not only bad for them that they had to – they looked like shit on their own home ice at the end there, and now they have to travel all the way to Colorado and With get injuries. used to the time change, something the, the Colorado players are probably more used to. They didn't win a single game already out there. At the Pepsi Center, so I just I think it's done, and Colorado should want to end it as soon as possible because yeah, Tampa is a tough out. You got to get them out. You got to knock them out when they're on the ropes because yeah. you let them come back. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll the take Rangers you out. Found yeah. out they were up two nothing halfway through um, the game against the um, series. Yeah, and then yeah, they, yeah, they took, Penguins up three one. They still couldn't get it done. They choked. I mean, to, we were there for that. Three games to one against. Oh wait, no. That uh, Toronto up two games to nothing against Tampa. But we took it to seven now. Three two. You, you took it to uh, seven, but still, uh, but still, two games. Yeah, had a, I, I even then I was a little pissed. I like you just had to be. And then um, uh, Tree, what do you got for tonight's game? I think Tampa Bay somehow pulls it out, mostly because Vasilevsky stands on his head. But I think Colorado pulls it off in Tampa in Game Six. I think. Okay. Uh, okay. I think for mine, it's uh, Colorado wins four to one, and Andrew Cogliano gets two goals. Those of uh, Kemper can't. Uh, Kemper, uh, I feel like I feel like maybe Kemper uh, suffers something, and like Francis gets. It uh, gets like half the uh, half of what's left of the game. And, Probably. And you can yeah, never. I think I think gonna, I think Carl's gonna close it out tonight, and I'm gonna say overtime, two to one. Yeah, that's fair. Keep it, I mean, keep it, kind of keeping it close to you know, because like this is probably one one of the more entertaining finals we've seen in recent years, though. Yeah. Eh. But uh, uh, I think that's really it for hockey. Uh, yeah, for hockey. And if five, and five, if you gotta uh, uh, jump right now, it was it was fun to have you uh, on. Yeah, and we'll, hopefully thanks we'll for keep in touch. Well, thanks yeah. for having me. Love y'all. See ya. Yeah, love you, buddy. We saw but, um, Hopefully you, get, you gotta later. get me back on DF, dude. Would love to do another one of those. Yeah, well, we have slots. Uh, but you know, we we've kind of kept it. You know, during the 
yeah during this time we're just you know we're no 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 rush no rush all right brother i'll be seeing y'all all right take care brother right, later but the way we have for basketball really was just the nba draft last night yeah i <laughs> kind of paid attention to I it didn't pay attention really either. you didn't get to climb on five for for the hollow Branchero, i believe was the number one pick yes yeah. uh, like uh, there were a uh, there were a bunch of uh, wasn't it like I think everybody was thinking like oh Chet Holmgren's gonna be you know, first overall. Well, Chet Holmgren was number two, I believe, to OKC. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. My my friend Emily a- asked me uh, like is is Chet Holmgren good or is he just tall? And I uh, I responded with he's from Gonzaga. <laughs> that's all you need to know. You can say you can say it's that about Gonzaga. anybody in the, in the NBA. Is Dingus Pingus is good or is he just tall? Okay, you definitely caught a tree on that one. Well, yeah, but also, uh, but but also well, Tingus like, Pingus has been around for a bit. It's that wasn't mine. It's just that uh, I mean, um, for Zingus, he averages nineteen points and uh, it's an eight board, uh, which isn't bad. But also, uh, but also, like I feel like every everybody thinks that he's uh, so much better than he actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a fair assessment, but. But that's all really off of basketball, which is really everything. Um, we'll go on to baseball. Uh, yeah. And we're talking about the Yankees because they're doing really good because yeah. fuck life. The Yankees are yeah. 15 and 18. This is not a drill. They're, uh, they're on track to be. They're finally playing up to their potential. Yep. No, it took about what? A couple billion dollars later? Yeah. Well, I mean, until Aaron Judge get, has to get paid, and then he goes yes. free agency. Speaking of Aaron Judge, they're headed to arbitration. Mm-hmm. Eighteen or twenty-one million, I believe. They're trying to fight for. Oh, here's, shit. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Tree. The Yankees have no problem uh, pay, uh, paying players. It's the Red Sox that have a problem uh, paying players. Like, oh yeah, because um, they the won their World Series, they're fat and happy. Why haven't we uh, gotten anything done in regarding Bogarts? Why haven't we gotten anything done regarding? Endeavors. Why did we? Uh, why the did Red we Sox. Look, I'll say it. The Red Sox are probably like the Bruins. They don't want to pay the players that they have that are good, but they just want to pay people to come in and just act good. But it's like, don't get me wrong. Trevor Story, great acquisition. That's probably the best one the Red Sox have made in a few years. But it's like, you guys remember? I was like, what did I come at the cost of? Pedroia's career. Mookie Betts. I- of uh, uh, what is it? Uh, honestly, I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that because Hunter Renfro, yes, uh, last year was uh, was like underratedly one of the best players in the AL. Uh, honestly, in the entire AL East, he was uh, he was probably one of the uh, he was he had a yeah. cannon of an arm in the outfield. Oh, and I mean, 30 home runs is nothing to sneeze. Is oh, absolutely plus he, not. Plus, he was the uh, plus yes. He was uh he's responsible for breaking every single Tampa uh, Tampa fan's heart. It's, it's with uh with the ball bouncing off uh off him and into the uh, stands. Yeah. But uh, you gotta remember the ALEs this year is a fucking heavy division. Yeah. Because every team except the Orioles are good. Well yeah, the the Orioles uh, name me name me a time where the Orioles were uh, were when was the last time that the Orioles were actually good? Like the 80s, I think. I thought the 80s they were really good. 
I think it was 2015 where they last made the playoffs with. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and then I Buck Showalter decided, but we'll 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 put Obaldo Jimenez is you, out and you uh, get to instead of Saka, you Zach lose Britain. at home to the Orioles. Yep. I mean, hey, I mean, at least it's uh, at least. However bad the Oreo the Orioles are, uh, it's not as bad as uh, as going down to uh, North Carolina and losing uh, and losing two consecutive games against against Division One prospects. Of <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw uh, that video. What is it? Uh, I mean, it's it it sounded but like that a, was a that was a fun that was a fun experience to watch though. Like yeah, it looked like, like, like so, as someone who played in it. Like, what was the atmosphere like, like when you were out there just doing your fucking thing? Hmm? No, that was a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. I was asking, Sorry, like, what was it like out there? Oh, the, uh, in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of zoned out there. It second. happens. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. It was, it was pretty hot for the first two days. Uh, I struck out a ton. It was, it was, Pretty. It was fun, but it was ugly. <laughs> Let's just get that there. <laughs> yeah. I know I released a bit a couple days ago. Yeah, I saw that. The fucking legacy of failure. Lots of lots of whiffing. Lots of lots of sweating. Lots of tuba music. It was probably done better than I could. Eh, I mean, I didn't. I mean, you probably could do better. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, it it's been like freaking ten years since I last <laughs> since I last played baseball, and unfortunately. Uh, pretty much everywhere around here is going out of business that has a has a batting cage, and the only uh, and the only place that does have a batting cage uh, uh isn't open to the public. So uh, uh so I don't yeah. know how good I'd be at the plate anymore. <laughs> hey, probably hmm. better than I could. But uh, uh, uh I mean, and it definitely looked like uh, a great time, uh, a great time, especially to meet like oh yeah, young pro- young prospect. It's like that. I mean, in what is it? I remember Tanner and I in, last year. We uh we went down to uh, to Orly. No, we went, we went down, down to, to Hyannis to watch the game. Yeah, Hyannis. We uh Hyannis. Mm. Yeah, we Cape Cod. What's it called? Cape Cod baseball league. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Our our buddy Jesse was uh, he was I think social the social media manager, manager for Orleans at the time. And so we just decided to just go down and see him and want enjoy a good baseball game. Yeah, it was a it was a fun and yeah, time. it was fun, but they got blown out. Yeah, thirteen to one, and I mean, I mean, Orleans has put out some uh, some great players over the uh, over oh, the years. Yeah. I think two two big ones this uh, two I mean three really big ones and recently have been Corbin Burns and Jake Cronenworth of. Brian Reynolds for the uh, from the Pirates. That's Brian Reynolds. Yep. But uh, yeah, uh, it was uh, it was fun yeah. to. It was oh yeah, fun we to... forgot. Oh well, yeah, we forgot to talk about Arch Vanity. Fuck. Oh shoot, that's right. Uh, uh we forgot. Going to Texas. <laughs> Texas. Of all the places. Well, all I mean, the places uh, that he uh, go. Texas is going to talk hot shit for all of two weeks before they get smacked in week two. <laughs> yep. Uh, again, this, the Texans are the Texans, and the Texans will Texan tech text. I mean, that's not the. I mean, that's not the Texans. That's the Longhorns, but still. Oh, uh, yeah. 
uh, for injuries and, and or COVID of, uh, did we have anything? I, I feel like Casey Mees and, and no, um, I know every Rendon is out for the season. Oh shoot, that's uh, yeah, the yeah the Angels are now officially fucked again. Oh, freaking two hundred team Moreno, they, they collapsed. Thirty-five million was it for Rendon? I think yeah. so. Like oh, thirty-five million a year. Oh, but seven years. Can't st- I mean, you signed a guy who has injury issues, and he's on the wrong side of thirty. What'd you expect? Right. <laughs> This that is what was Moreno's doing, doing here, so, so fuck. have fun with it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess really there's just it's the, uh, uh, I guess our players of the week, I think, I think for mine, in it's it's got to be Jordan Alvarez in, is in Houston. He's had a an amazing week. He's had like five home runs in the past five games, and including a two, uh, including a, a two home run game in a few uh, days ago, he's just been uh, like it. It hurts me to root for uh, for Houston, but uh, but Jordan Alvarez has been like probably one of the best uh, players that. Uh, oh no, that's that's a very yeah, fair okay. point to say there. I mean, shit. I obviously stuck with Vlad. I think he had a good week, and he was also voted as MLB's Player of the League last week. So, I think in that regard, I think I'm gonna stick with Vladdy Boy. Daddy. Because you can't look at, but I want to say before she gets his player of the week, the Angels are the MLB's Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, well, the Oilers at least made it deep this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like figure out this. Like, but I mean, before the 2017 oh, run, I'm I talking about like, the, I'm talking about their pre 2017. Yep. It's like you got Mike Trout, who's Connor McDavid, and Shohei Otani, who's Leon Drysaitel. Mm-hmm. I feel that's a fair. Taylor Ward's kind of the extra guy there, and they bring in these guys who have no depth, and you're in that situation. So I have fun. What's it called? Also, with um, Koskinen headed to uh, Switzerland to play. Who the hell? Is yeah, I think he felt like he was done. I mean, he the writing was on the wall when he wasn't starting in the playoffs. That was a weird extension that Shirelli signed him to anyway. So hey, yeah, he got paid, have fun. But, uh, hey, I mean, I mean, maybe he'll get his shit together in Switzerland, but. Uh, I feel like there's like a lot of players that head for international. Another player that we didn't talk about that's heading for overseas, Rajlov is heading back to Russia. Yeah, he was cooked this past year. The injuries from uh, 2020 kind of took him out. I think, and like he just he was a healthy scratch during the playoff run. So it's, yeah, I mean, you yeah, hate to see it, but at the same time, you can't really fucking fault him. It's like he gets like because look, look at how old is he? 35. Yeah, I so think that, so. so. At that point, the 35 36. Yeah. Was, so at that point, he wants to play closer to home. There was a stretch mm-hmm. in which he didn't, in which he, he hadn't scored a goal in like 28 consecutive games. And then he, and then just he like broke how the Bruins went like what, 0 for 39 at one point in the power play? I, uh, I mean, I, I, remember, I remember that game. I think like, I took her to a Bruins Panthers game towards the end of the season. And I remember she was like screaming, "Oh for thirty six, oh for thirty seven, yeah. whenever the hell the Bruins want to get a power play goal." I mean, I remember, I remember leaving a comment on uh, on your uh, what is it, haters guide to into the twenty twenty two playoffs uh, street about uh, the uh, uh, what is it about uh, about how uh, uh, you had missed that the Bruins had, had gone in it uh, on an oh for thirty nine stretch and and we had sort of. Uh, then said like like it's uh 
honestly, it's de- honestly it isn't really the worst thing in the world, especially since they won and seven and five in that stretch, including in ones against Tampa, Pittsburgh, uh, the Rangers, the Blues. Us though, bitch. Shut the fuck up. But <laughs> but uh, like yeah, during that during that stretch, it's it shows that five on five scoring is is like is really good. Yeah. And, and that's sort of what you need to have uh, to be good in uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. All right. Enough till it dying. Who's your player of the week? In terms of uh, baseball? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was trying hmm. to get back to that topic. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Interesting question. I might have to go with Jack Sawinski after three home runs and a walk-off on Sunday against the Giants. Oh, I would say him. I would say uh, Jordan Alvarez. He's done pretty well. Hmm. Trying to think who There's a lot of good candidates. I I forget. Who's the guy who – Isaac Paredes, who had uh, four straight home runs against the Yankees. Oh, shit. I would say those would be my three. Damn, love that. I realize he got that many freaking home runs consecutively. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. My on to finally the last segment of the show, the miscellaneous. But this one, Justin, this one, if you want to rant about it, I'll uh, introduce the topic at least. Let me introduce the topic at least because I know you're going to have some words to say about this one. International Swimming Committee um, announces an international ban on all transgender female swimming athletes who began transition after the age of 12. I can understand why some people are, uh, are, uh, would look at that and say, hey, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, it, that's, it's biology. Unfortunately, that's, I, that's why they're, that's their logic. And it's understandable. It's, it's uh, people, uh, it's understandable why that would be uh, like a, like, like an assumption people would make, but of, uh, but like I've, uh, I've had for uh, like if uh, I mean the NCAA has uh, has allowed transgender athletes uh, for like the past decade to like decade and a half, and it it only took until this year for uh, for someone like Leah Thomas to uh, to even make the make the NCAA finals, let alone alone win anything. And, I and- think like wasn't he or she? Sorry, uh, like uh, like wasn't Leah like in NCAA men's for a good bit? If I remember oh, correctly, I thought I so. I'm I not totally aware. Uh, she was accomplished in men's and and, and transition, but uh, but also uh, she had gone through the ten, uh, the twelve, uh, the twelve month uh, stretch of taking a. Of taking estrogen and testosterone blockers to is beforehand, and during that time, um, the um, the muscle mass of uh, your muscle mass is absolutely. It not only does it, it does it drop, uh, but it also uh, like the distribution of fat, the uh, and distribution of muscle. It sort it sort of changes. It sort of uh, alters to be uh, at least somewhat akin to uh, at least. Is pretty well akin to into uh, many cisgender athletes. Not to mention that, uh, not to mention that for the mo- that many transgender athletes, it's actually uh, many trans and female athletes have uh, even less testosterone in their bodies than uh, than cis- than their cisgender counterparts. So I don't uh, I don't know. I may, I mean, 
I mean, like, I don't like the rolling personally, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense, I guess, in that regard, like, kind of uh, building off Dre's yeah. comments. It's like, it's like, there's like less, there's, I don't know how to word it, but um, there's more capability if you were in transition after the age of 12. Yeah, because your body's so bad in developing, you go through puberty right. and then you deal but, with like, you know, you still have natural testosterone that grows in your body. Even exactly. After transitioning. It's right. like you have that. It's like that because like, they see that. I, I guess the neurologic is it's like if you're transitioning after 12, then you're going to have less development. You're still going to have the natural testosterones and hormones in your body from from your male from your male days to the point where it's becoming an unfair advantage. But if you're transitioning before 12, then but I don't agree with that either because you I still need either. to develop in puberty. So I it's mean, like, it's a, I, it, that's, yeah. that's a slippery slope as well. It is. I, it really fucking is. And that's like a thing that people have to be careful with is how they approach shit like that. I mean, not to mention in America, in America, it's becoming increasingly harder to, or to, to get, to get any sort of, uh, to acquire any sort of transition in supplement, and especially yeah. uh, uh, like pu- uh, like puberty blockers, it's uh, like there have been uh, like 2021 last uh, last year was said to be like the worst uh, the worst legislative year for uh, trans rights with over like uh, with over like a hundred uh, tw- with with something in like uh, the hundred or two hundred uh, range of. Uh, of bills either introduced or passed in like half the country eh, eh, all throughout last year and then they surpassed that eh, and then they surpassed that number before uh, before april even ended this year so it's become eh, i mean so, if we look at politics and it's something or a shit show and a half and like again it's a thing where idiots believe what they want to believe but what they believe is stupidly wrong on so many levels Right, I feel. Uh, I don't know. I feel yeah. like, yeah, but it happens. You know, like you can't fix stupidity, but you can try to encourage people to do better. And what I think, and I think, and I think that's a good place to, you know, really kind of wrap that up on. You know, like and what you can fix is you can fix your fix yourself a good uh, cup of bench warmer brew coffee. Mm-hmm. Go get yourself yeah, a cup. At, I'm sure quarterback uh, blend, baby. Yeah, and, uh, let's go. I have a package in the back in the kitchen. I got two more things from. Nice. I, need I have it on subscription. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're all good, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, just real quick, I'll do my points. So you can do yours. Um, so, um, baseball, like I said, will be uploaded tomorrow because I want to make time for this special episode today going up. Um, everything else is uploaded already. Check me out on YouTube as Illogical Canadian. Uh, for uh, for me, I currently don't have anything really in the pipeline. I think I'm really gonna. Uh, I think really the Took only the thing summer I'm, off if you have to. I mean, uh, I mean, here's the thing. I'm de- uh, I'm gonna make a video when uh, when the uh, uh when whoever wins the cup uh wins the cup. So I'm probably gonna make a video tonight. Uh, tonight. Or- well, or Sunday night, or Tuesday night. I am knocking on wood to uh, to manifest this, but uh, uh but uh, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna make a video about the uh, about the cup finals. Uh, this video, 
this video when Tanner sends me the recording. Yeah, I'll send it to you this afternoon. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, that's going to be uploaded. So there's so there's stuff to, to look forward to. After that, it's pretty much just NHL free agency, the draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For God's Please, sake, let's try not to continent. have another fucking marathon like you did last year. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, I, I can tell you were in pain, Trey, from that one. I can tell. I mean, that was that was what three hours? That was, that uh, was just under three hours. Yeah, two forty-eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're gonna allow the guest to plug whatever they want. So definitely. Well, yours. um, I just released a video on Urinating Tree Channel. Um, it's called "Ian's at the Battle: Legacy of Failure." It's uh, at my quote-unquote adventures in North Carolina. I strike out a ton. It is full of cringe. You should watch it if you enjoy laughing at other people's failure. <laughs> isn't, that what your, isn't that what your channel's based on anyways? In a way, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's ironic humor. It's, if you could call it that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. My tree, like like I said, Logan said the five, thank you so much for joining us. It's been thank such you for having a, me a on, pleasure guys. to have you on once again. Well, hell, we knew we, we got we got you on once. It was a shot in the dark, but to get you twice, now you're just now you're just fucking really getting lucky there. But <laughs> <laughs> whatever it be, whatever it be. But one of these days we'll get everybody from quick uh, from clickbait on. We'll get Perno, we'll get Grossi. We got, no, we gotta get them on. No, I've been trying, but I haven't gotten anything. Honestly, honestly, I would love to have Chiseled on, and at some point, Chiseled on, yeah, that'd be good. KTO as well, but. That will do it for this week's episode of The Pod. Thank you guys for tuning in and being who you guys are. Hopefully 95 wasn't as crowded as a Pittsburgh Heinz Field traffic, but I digress. But we'll thank see you guys next week where we have more shit to talk about. For cut, uh, for uh, joining us uh, today. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll see you all next freaking fracking week. Go and take care of yourselves and have a good one.